they so often do with a heavy hangover. Happiness assassins creeping up on you to ruin your day. The blissful ignorance was quickly replaced with foggy memories of booze-fueled pig-headedness and general disharmony. There was an argument, there was a taxi ride, and then there was me alone in bed at midday, desert-mouthed, and with the sun already beating down onto my drained, fragile, and still heavily toxified body. My grimace began to intensify. As was typical of the time, I had to ask others to fill me in on the finer details of the previous evening. I'd gone to a party with my girlfriend and her mate, who was also our flatmate. I'd not eaten a good meal that day, but excited by the prospect of the evening, I hastily began to sate my thirst. After an hour or so, I began chatting to a group which included a couple of girls. My soulmate eventually approached us, and I introduced her far too vaguely. This led to a discreet argument and her leaving the party. My flatmate implored me to follow her, but Booze was already steering this ship and making the big calls. I was adamant that I was staying at the party and felt completely justified and righteous in my decision. Give them an inch, I arrogantly told myself. I don't remember much after that, but apparently I later fell down a whole flight of stairs and was found lying there, twitching and semi-conscious, before being helped home in a taxi by the dutiful flatmate. My girlfriend suspected me of foul play, and while I denied it strenuously and do to this day, the worst part was that I genuinely couldn't remember precisely what had happened. There was a gaping hole in my memory between the argument and the vague recollection of the taxi ride home. I must state that drunken episodes of this severity were very unusual in my life, and this debacle had genuinely frightened me. My lovely lady was on the verge of leaving me, and it wasn't the first time that we had endured huge, booze fueled arguments, which seemed terminal at the time. But I loved her desperately. I realised that something needed to change, and I resolved to give up alcohol for good. Again. This time I lasted maybe six weeks, but then relented, as I always did after short-term sobriety, and the problems of periodically ceding control of my body, mouth and mind to alcohol started again. This was perhaps the most extreme incident of what I now call my uncontrolled drinking years. Most of the time the binges simply ended with me nodding off fully clothed, or the odd marital contretemps. But it serves as a reminder of how ruled I was at times by booze, and how bad my decision-making could be when under the influence. I had allowed my soulmate to walk home via a motorway, while I was happily dancing with some randoms back at the party. I loved having a drink and socialising, but I couldn't moderate it. I couldn't stop it too. Even if I had an important day coming up, the first drink would regularly lead to five pints and a foggy end to the night. I wasn't exactly desperate, but my life was in an unproductive cycle, and because of the booze, I just couldn't get ahead. I was essentially spending everything that I earned on rent, bills and socialising and I was dissatisfied with other aspects of my life, like career and general health. I didn't realise at the time how it was all so strongly linked to a lack of control over alcohol. Not only was drinking expensive and time-consuming in itself, but it had me locked in a weekly cycle of mental fragility, which prohibited me from looking any further ahead than the following weekend. Now I look back just 18 months and I'm so grateful that I stumbled upon a process which completely altered my existence and set me on such an unbelievably enjoyable and exciting course without me having to avoid booze for good. And this tale is not exaggerated in any way. It is precisely what happened. When I think of the man that I was two years ago, I see a stranger, 
a tubby, slightly yellow in colour stranger, because my existence now is so far removed in terms of circumstances, health and mentality that it feels like a different life altogether. I shit you not, everything has changed for the better. At the time, I didn't want to give up booze permanently, and I certainly didn't want to admit that I was an alcoholic. That was surely for people who'd be prepared to perform oral sex on a total stranger for half a pint of Foster's once the clock had struck noon, right? Not for someone who rarely exceeded six pints, even at the weekend. Furthermore, looking around me, I saw friends who had similar drinking habits. Many of them consumed much more than me and found themselves in far worse stupors come Sunday. In my defence against being labelled an alcoholic, I could happily go for a week or two without drinking, and I didn't crave it on a daily basis. Indeed, there were regular 10-day periods of abstinence. The problem was that when I started, I couldn't stop, and it made me unhappy for too much of my week. I seldom drank to the point of sickness, but...